the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Hi, I'm Dustin Saidi. I'm with Legal Ninja. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Well, Jim, I mean, that was a fun episode. Really, really like talking to Dustin. Um, he seems like a really nice guy. I like his product. I think it, it's something that makes a lot of sense to me. I do wonder, because like I, to me, I just think in that speak that he talks. And so I, I wonder if maybe it'll be easier for me to understand it and you to understand it than, than some people that are just kind of dipping their toe into automation. But maybe it'll be, I will tell you, I think what Legal Ninja is offering, I do think that it's something that if you were just starting with automation, it'd be an easy way to start. Um, the way as easy as they make it to sign on and the sign on process, the sign up process, I, I, I do think it'd be really easy for people to dip their toe in the water with automation. You know, it's a lot of fun having a conference and we, it's fun seeing all of our friends and people that we know, but I had no chance to go see any of the vendors. I know that there were a lot of people stopping by the Legal Ninja table. I, I didn't, I don't know if Dustin was there at the conference or not, but Certainly, I always like hearing about entrepreneurial-minded lawyers. I like people that are hustling. He was selling courses on how to pass the bar, and then he started Legal Ninja to help people with automation. So, and he's an engineer. There are a lot of a lot of lessons that we as lawyers can learn from engineers. We have an engineer on our team, a couple of engineers on our team, and, and they just bring a different mindset to things. So I really appreciated his share today. Yeah, what I also appreciate is he's got a, a law firm as well, right? And you got to have a deep understanding of running a law practice. That's why I like Ryan Anderson with FileVite. Like he has a deep understanding of running an injury firm. And so he understands what the software needs to be. And that's what I appreciate about Dustin too. I mean, he's got a, a worker's compensation practice that he's running and he, he's gotten it to the point where it's essentially running himself. He doesn't do anything with it. So that's fantastic that he's gotten the systems to the point where he doesn't have to run the law firm. So I appreciate that part of it too, because he understands what it's like to be in the trenches. Awesome. Good stuff. I think people will get a lot out of it. Yeah. Enjoy the episode. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, you know, the beat goes on. We've, we've been recording all day today, and we're glad to do it. It's nice doing all the episodes in one day. It seems like we get our rhythm going, and we get our questions and answers going a lot stronger, so I'm glad to do it this way. Yeah, it's nice. So um, after the last one, I got to go outside, walk around in my garden a little bit. It's it's just kind of a nice, nice little relaxing time in between episodes. It's, it's a lot of fun. I checked my emails a little bit, and then... When uh, went to the garden, so I'm I am excited. But let's go ahead and jump right in. We've got Dustin 
I'm going to make sure I say your, your name right. Is it Saidi? Is that how you say it? Yeah, spot on. Great job. Nice. Uh, Dustin Saidi with Legal Ninjas, sponsor of MaxLacon 2022 Legal Ninjas. Dustin, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So, Dustin, I, we definitely want to talk about Legal Ninjas, but we'd love to hear a little bit of your story. How did you uh, get into the practice of law? Tell us about your law firm and then how that grew into uh, an outside venture. Yeah, absolutely. So my law story actually starts in uh, undergrad when I was studying engineering. I was about halfway through my electrical engineering degree. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I really want to do electrical engineering. So I decided I would go to law school. So I ventured over to law school. And then probably about halfway through law school, I thought, you know what? I'm not sure if I really want to do law. So law school ended. I, I took the bar. I passed the bar. But I was like, I don't really want to do this law thing. So I actually started studying online marketing and business. I actually created a blog that helped students pass the bar exam. I ended up writing a book for that. So I did that for a while and I learned it and I was like, okay, this is cool, but it wasn't quite paying the bills. So that's when I like, okay, let me, let me try another stab at law. And I just went back into it. I started working for a solo doing personal injury. And then later got into workers comp and I worked for a firm for a couple of years doing workers compensation, representing the injured workers. And finally, after those couple of years, I was like, you know what? I was, I had some friends who were sending me some cases. I'm like, why don't I go ahead and try starting my own law firm? And this is 2016. So September 2016, I made the leap, started my own law firm. And I, I really started to meet other personal injury lawyers and employment lawyers. And they started sending me more workers' compensation cases. So we were able, thank, thankfully, I feel very grateful for this, but we were able to grow the law firm very, very quickly, uh, starting from 2016. By 2019, we had 40 team members. We had about 1,200 clients. So that's where we are at today. So you clearly have an entrepreneurial spirit behind you. Where does that come from, Dustin? I think I just like to create and do things. And I, I see I, this could be done in a better way, or I can see how I can put this piece together with this piece and help solve this problem for people. So I, I think that's just where I've been at. And what I, I just like to do it. I like to create. I kind of like to do things on my own terms. I like to, I think I can help people in different ways that maybe haven't been done before or others haven't seen before. So there's this part in your bio that I want to ask you about. It says, he runs a thriving work comp practice based out of Los Angeles. He found his staff getting burnt out from doing lots of repetitive labor-intensive tasks. So he created a legal tech company called Legal Ninja, which helps law firms replace manual data with automation and more than triple their efficiency. There's a couple things I want to get to. We'll get to one of them later on, but it's the burnt out part of it, right? The burnt out part, like where your staff's getting burnt out. So tell us more about that part of it. Yeah. So with workers comp, it's very heavy paperwork. So what happens is our staff gets lots of documents and then they need to take that information from those documents and put it into our case management system. So for example, we get deposition notices, right? We might get eight to 10 per week. So what they need to do is they need to rename the file, upload the file. They need to generate a task list. They need to add notes. They need to add calendar entries. And a lot of these are the same thing that they do over and over for every document. So I was thinking, how can I help with that? And that's when I was like, you know, what if we had a software that could automate most of that? And so that's what I created with Legal Ninja, where now what they'll do is they'll create a template called the deposition notice, for example, within Legal Ninja. And it'll say, whenever we get this deposition notice, I want you to rename it to this file, rename it to this name, upload it to this folder, add this note, add this task list, generate these documents, do all these things at once. So now they'll just upload it to Legal Ninja. 
they'll click deposition template and then all that auto populates. So they may need to manually add the date and the time, but everything else is auto populated. They'll hit submit and it pushes everything to our case management system. So it's helping them save hours per day and uh, making them way more efficient now. And is this software just for workers comp or is it for other kinds of areas of law? Uh, it can be used for any kind of area of law. So it's it's completely customizable to a law firm's own procedures that they have. So whatever type of document they get, they can create their own template that they want of what they want to happen when a certain document comes in, and then just upload that to Legal Ninja, hit run, and then it'll push it, push whatever they want. The next question just struck me is like, how did you have time to develop this while running your practice? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, thank you. So in 2018, 2019, I we started getting a lot of extra clients and we had about 10 people in our law firm and we were growing over the course of a year from 10 employees to 40 employees. And I could not run a 10 person law practice the same way I run even a 20 or a 30 person law practice. So I was actually getting, you know, choked and overwhelmed and depressed. And I was like, this isn't going to work, but I, I didn't know I really had a problem. I just didn't feel right or something wasn't working. So I started to study a lot about how to systemize my law firm, how to create teams, how to create workflows, documentation, KPIs and metrics, and how to do that in a way where I could also not be as involved with the day-to-day, but also still have a sense of certainty about what was happening in the law firm. So we created basically this KPI metric where I can see every department in our firm and what their numbers are at any given moment. So I know, are we calling clients back? I know how many new clients we're getting, what our sign-up rate, all that stuff is. So I had to create that during that time. So it was very stressful first, but then by the end of the year, I had way more free time than before. So even right now, I, I, I'm working maybe about five-ish hours per week on the law firm and the team is doing most of the other stuff. So that's how I created the time. Once I had that free time with the business systemized, I'm like, again, I'm a creator. So I've got time. What am I going to do? Okay, let's, let's create this legal tech company. I really appreciate everything you just shared because we're going through that. We've doubled in size and tripled the size of the team each of the last two years. So I'm going through a lot of those pain points that you mentioned. When you started studying systems and and sort of working your way through that, where did you start? Like, what did you read or where did you get your education? Yeah. So the biggest book that helped me was Traction by uh, actually, yeah, Traction and Get a Grip by Gina Wickman. That was like the biggest one. It was kind of a manual to help me with that. I've also studied, you know, under Tony Robbins and some other people as well, which is which have helped me a lot. Helped me a lot to understand that. Yeah. And the, the, the biggest thing I would say, so my team is all, all remote as well. So, you know, how do I really know that people are doing doing stuff? So the biggest thing I would say, and this is one maybe I don't want to jump to the tip already, but it would be setting up these these KPIs and these metrics and having them. Um, be auto put into a Google sheet where every week it's updated and you or me as a business owner, I can go in there and look because one of the problems we have with delegating is if I delegate this, how do I know it's really getting done? Right? So if I have a sheet that's like being tracked and it shows what people are doing and everybody has a number of, uh, have they accomplished this task or not? Or are they doing, are they calling the clients back? How many are pending? And there's these numbers are on these sheets then I can, I can just look at any time and get a sense of certainty. Like, okay, I know how the health of our firm is doing. So tell me more about these sheets. Cause it sounds like you put everything into a Google sheet, the key numbers, like, so how does the data get from wherever it is into the Google sheet? And then what are your key numbers that you focus on? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, it depends on the department. So for our intake department, we'll use Airtable. 
So whenever a new client comes in, we have an Airtable form. So the, our intake team will fill out the name, the referral source, date and time, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll update that sheet based on the status. So, the, so they'll try to call the client. Let's say they can get a hold of them, right? Or they can't. So, so that, that status changes. And so what happens is we'll call the client. And then the first thing we track is, do we have what's called a meaningful conversation with the client? Meaning, do we get enough information from the client to know whether we can take that client's case or not? And if we do, then we will, we'll go, it'll go through a next factor. Either the client doesn't want to hire us for some reason, or we don't want to hire the client, or we do want to hire the client, but they decide not to pursue the case or, you know, a couple other reasons, or they do want to pr- proceed and then they do hire us. So basically we, we organize it into these different categories of work of fall. So then, so then I can look and I look on to my month where we were at live and I can see the numbers live. And then I can also see this month compared to last month, compared to last month to see. So I know, for example, if a hundred clients call us that we talk to about 75 of them, 25 of them, we don't. Out of the 75 we talk to, Half of those we generally want to sign up and half of them we don't want to sign up. Out of the half we want to sign up, about half of them actually do. So our actual sign up rate maybe is about 20 out of 100. So I can go and tell our team now, okay, how can we increase the number of people we're talking to? So instead of 75, can we get it to 80, right? And then how can we increase the number of clients that we want, that want to sign up, but something falls through the crack? Because it's at 50% right now. How can we make that 60%? If I can solve those two problems, that increases our intake rate by, you know, maybe 10% or something. I don't have to get any more new clients or anything like that. Just You just have to figure out those two problems. Running your own practice can be scary. Whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm, or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time is a step-by-step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want, and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Our guest today is Dustin Saidi. He's a workers' comp lawyer with a big firm, and he's also the founder and CEO of Legal Ninjas. We're talking to Dustin about automation, delegation, and the Legal Ninja system. Dustin, so many lawyers that we talk to get really hung up on employees or team members clocking in, clocking out, trying to micromanage everything that they do. And one of the great things about KPIs, I think, is that at the end of the day, we're all about the results. And the results are sort of being met or not. And I think lawyers really need to get over themselves and get over this mindset from the 1950s that this is a factory where the factory boss has to keep track of what everyone in the factory is doing and, you know, you said your whole team's remote. More than half of my team is remote. And at the end of the day, if they're getting their shit done, that's all I care about. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we've been in trains where clock in, at, like you said, clock in at 830, clock out at 530. And I think 
as a business owner, we always want to be a little more aware of what our thoughts are or where our programming is or what we're, why we're thinking what we're thinking. Like question everything. Why did I get that idea? Why do I think that that's true? Because the better we are as people, the better our business is going to be. So exactly right. Exactly. Like you said, Jim, if I just want to get a result. So for example, our, we have a client care team where they are to call the clients back. We have a 48 hour policy which in our industry is really fast. It's maybe not for all industries, but for ours, it's fast. So when I'm tracking what my client care team is doing, I'm tracking that 48-hour callback. That's like one of the most important things that we track. So our reception, whenever a client calls in, our reception team will put that call on a, on a Google sheet for that client care team members list. And then we go in there every couple of days and we see have they called people back or responded back within 48 hours. And that's a number we track and we report that to them every week. Like, hey, here's how you're doing on this thing. Here's whether you call back or not, right? And so it gives them a sense of certainty of what they need to do. And it's something that actually matters. If my team member shows up at 8.35 instead of 8.30, you know, maybe, and, and, and I can appreciate punctuality and, you know, how you do one thing is how you do other things. And that's why maybe people want them to show up at 8.30, so if they want to track that, that's that's fine. But I would say, you know, make sure you're definitely tracking the bigger things that are really important and that your team members know what they're supposed to do and what's important. And if they're hitting their metrics, so if they're calling all their clients back and they show up at 835 instead of 830 one day, I'm not going to get like upset or mad about that. I'm more concerned about can they hit their bigger metrics? And by giving them that responsibility and that certainty of where they're supposed to go, I think it allows them, they don't feel like they're being told what to do or pushed around what to do, like a, like a, almost like a little kid. Because if you treat them like a little kid, they're going to start acting like a little kid. But if you give them the responsibility, like, hey, these clients need to, need to get a call back by this time and here's why, then they want to jump in and fulfill that. They want to do a good job. And they if they don't feel like they're being watched over their shoulder or being micromanaged, they won't act that way. And they'll just take initiative. And sometimes they'll work later on or they'll come in early because now they see the mission. They see they want to care about the thing rather than, oh, am I showing up on time or not? So Dustin, I want to jump in on the software a little bit more. Like, I guess, walk us through how this works. I'm, I'm really curious to, to hear how it works from the attorney standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. So this is something usually the attorney's assistants are going to use. And when I explain it to the assistants, they get it because sometimes the attorneys are disconnected from the actual procedures of what they're doing. So basically, it's any type of document that you that a firm gets on a consistent basis, they, they need to do certain things with it. And we find it takes about four to five minutes on average to process information from a document. So if a document comes in, they need to, again, they need to generate a task list. They need to generate document templates, adjust custom fields in, in their case management software, add notes, add a calendar entry, rename the file. And this takes about four to five minutes. So what it what the software does, it says, whenever you get any type of document, you can specify the type of document. I want to do these five things or these eight things or these two things. And you what you do is you'll set that, that template up, you upload it to the system, and then you'll just load the template and it'll automatically pre-populate within Legal Ninja the eight things that you described. And then you just click submit and it'll do all eight of those things in your case management software. So it takes about a minute instead of four to five minutes. And it, it, it's, it's a little bit easier if I show you, but I, I hope that kind of makes sense what I'm saying. Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. So what are some good case stories or usages that you've seen law firm owners make with the software? 
Yeah, what one is uh, so I've been using it with my own firm for several months now. So they're using it for notices of hearing, for deposition documents, for uh, medical appointments, stuff where you need to do like lots of different tasks and uh, you know messaging. Uh, you need to like prepare this for the client, this client letter. You need to add a calendar entry, add add notes or multiple notes or you know, prep documents for an interpreter, things like that. That's so, I mean, deposition, the deposition notice would probably be a great, great case use notices of hearings, medical reports. Yeah. Anything like that. And it could be, again, it's customized for, for every law firm. So whatever a law firm's getting a lot of, so it's an immigration law firm, maybe they're getting certain forms, whatever they're getting a lot of it's primed for legal ninja. So the on the website it says automatically add calendar entries, generate task lists, upload and rename documents, and add case notes and more. Like, can you do all that with one click? Like, oh, so all like, let's say that like it's calendar entries plus generate tasks, and I want to upload and rename a document, and I want to update the case notes. Can you do all of that at the exact same time? Yeah, exactly. So if you put it on the template, you'll put in the template what the text is that you want. So then when you actually upload the actual document, it'll just pre-populate it and you just hit submit. Now, with a with a deposition, right, you might need to add the date and time so you can add the date and time and then hit submit. And then it'll do all of that with one click. Real quick, Jimmy, this is for you. What is Kelsey Bratcher's number one rule? No data duplication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go, go. All right, Jim, sorry. That's okay. Dustin, um, talk to us a little bit, if you would, about the mechanical logistics of building out a piece of software and then sort of marketing it to lawyers. I'm really interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, so it was a different kind of business to build for sure. So, you know, I had built an online business, I had built a law practice, and now this was different because you're now you're you're managing a legal tech team and I don't have as much control or understanding of the tech side, right? So that was a little bit of an adjustment. But I have a friend who's who's done all this and he's actually our chief technical officer. So he's helped walk me through some of the tech things you should be doing this or consider these things. Here's how to manage development team. So that's been somewhat of a challenge, but you know, it's only a challenge because it's new and I haven't done it before. So as the more I learn, the more I grow with it, the more I'm able to understand it. And um, you know, I'm always trying to keep my eyes on the prize. Here's what, here's the goal of what we want. So let's get through what we need to get through and learn what we need to learn to get to that goal. Marketing the lawyers, you know, I like it. I am a lawyer myself. I enjoy talking to lawyers. I, I just feel I resonate with them. And, um, you know, for my workers comp practice, we were also marketing the lawyers. We, we marketed to personal injury and to employment lawyers. Those are a lot of my friends are in those areas. So, I mean, it's just kind of talking to them and showing them kind of what it is we do. And, the lawyers that are, you know, maybe a little more innovative or understanding and like, yeah, how can I make things more efficient or use automation? Or they see all the automation that's that's kind of come into the legal tech industry and want to get ahead of it. They're, they'll be a little more open, more inclined to join. And uh, I find the assistants, too, who are actually doing the, this, this legwork, they really get it. Sometimes, again, the lawyers maybe don't actually do that or haven't done that. So they don't fully they, they kind of understand it. But the assistants really understand it when I show them. All right. So no one's listening. Tell us. Just quietly, you can whisper in our ear if you want. Which one do you like running more? So the tech company or the law firm? <laughs> I like running the tech company. Yeah, I don't, I don't do much with the law firm uh, these days. And um, but I like the tech company. Yeah, it's new, it's fun. Yeah, nice. you didn't hear that from me. No, didn't hear <laughs> from you. So all right, so I am gonna wrap things up, but I want to ask that question first before I do wrap things up. Though, how do people get in touch with you? How do they sign up for Legal Ninja? Go through all that for for people. 
Yeah, so you can go to legalninja.ai, legalninja.ai. You can also send me an email, dustin at legalninja.ai. Uh, they can sign up for a free trial. So they can actually do 10 automations per month and that's for free. So if they want to play around with it, see how does it work. Um, it, the setup's very fast. So it only takes about 10 minutes to get set up on online. Yeah, I mean, it takes just to get, I mean, get the account. It, it takes less than a minute probably. So it's, it's a really easy process to go through for sure. So very good. All right, I'm going to wrap things up. Before I do, I'm going to remind everyone to join us in the Facebook group. If you've not joined us, go to Maximum Lawyer. Just search Maximum Lawyer and search the find the group in Facebook. Uh, a lot of great activity going on there. There is a difference between the page and the Facebook group. So I just want to make sure I note that. If you want a more high-level conversation, go to maxlawguild.com. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? So as you know, Tyson, I've been up in Michigan the last week or so. And one of the things that I've helped my mom and sister with is my father's computer was locked up and, you know, he passed away. So we had to sort of get his HP computer, his PC up and running. And, you know, there was sort of the keyboard was dead and the mouse was dead and the keyboard's broken, actually. And I've been having to deal with Microsoft and all their logins and everything. And I've really gotten spoiled with Apple over the last few years. And it's just a reminder. I mean, Microsoft, it's like they bake in stuff to make it as complicated as possible. Changing your password or logging in with any kind of variables, it's just its just a painful process. It's just from start to finish, there's all this complexity baked in, all this double check and triple check and, you know, highlighting all the bridges and in the picture drop downs and just all this stuff. It's just not fun. So my hack of the week is be more like Apple, less like Microsoft. Yes. Like you call it the sales prevention department. Yeah. It's, it's basically what it is. All right, Dustin, we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week. It could be a book. It could be a podcast, could be an app, um, could be something like Jim just gave. Do you have a tip or a hack for us? Yeah. I love this book called The One Thing, where there's so many things we could be doing as a business owner. But this book, The One Thing, it says, ask yourself this one question. What is the one thing I could be doing such that by doing it, I will blank, get the result. So I will create a thriving law practice, or I will increase our net income or increase the quality of our team. So I would say that book and then asking that question. So when you want to think for your quarterly goals, what is it that I want to focus on? Ask what is the one thing or the one area I could focus on that will help make our law practice even more thriving? I like that. What, what was the name of the book again? The One Thing. Got it. Very good. All right. So my tip is an actual app that I got from Alexis Austin's presentation. Um, she put her QR code at the, up at the end so you could download her contact card. It was really great. And you can share it from your phone. It's it's called Hi Hello, H-I and then Hello, Hi Hello. Uh, really easy to set up and you can do so much more with it too. I'm not even completely dug into it, but you can easily share your contact. You can share either your, I mean, you can, you don't have to give like, you know, one contact. You can have a personal contact. You can have a work contact. Um, there's more that they've, they've got uh, email signatures in here. They've got widgets. They've got virtual backgrounds. It's a really cool thing. And they've got a free version that I've been playing around with. It's called Hi Hello. So it's easy. It's really easy to share your contact information. Let's say you want to share it with a client. You don't want to have your cell phone included. You can just do the work one. If you want to share it with a friend, you can share your, your personal contact card. It's really cool. So really, uh, really recommend that. Thank you, Alexis, for sharing that 
on your presentation. So Dustin, been a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you so much for being a great sponsor of the conference. But to be honest with you, I really, really enjoyed the content that you shared today. So really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.